This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3135 for Friday the 7th of August 2020. Today's show is entitled, Quick Tips for May 20th 20. It is hosted by Operator, and is about 16 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Bluetooth, car seats, tweezers, waffles. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. another quick tip. This one's going to be about um, a thing called Mono Mono BT Audio Router. It's a Bluetooth Mono Audio Router for uh, cars that do not have uh, stereo Bluetooth. So, some background. From what I understand, Bluetooth was for was originally designed for just phone quality uh, phone quality audio. I don't know why anyone would ever go through all the trouble to create a wireless protocol that doesn't support audio uh, or high-end HD audio. So why why would you go through the spec of trying to create... I mean, this was years ago, I understand that, but we had wireless technology back then, before we had Bluetooth. So why why create another wireless protocol that you know is going to end up in cars? Maybe that was not the original intention, but... Why create a wireless protocol for audio and it not be carry HD? Maybe it's the timing or the technology wasn't there yet. I just think it's kind of a waste of, of time. So what we end up with is uh, a mono or a low-quality base Bluetooth. Um, and that's originally what it was created for. Then people started getting all into the whole Bluetooth thing. Now we have... What we have today is Bluetooth in car audio, and what people don't realize is the car quality of Bluetooth is 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 pretty pretty crappy. Um, you're not going to get flat quality out of a you know out of a Bluetooth connection. Now, with that said, most cars have not the best of audio quality either. But you'd be surprised nowadays. Um, you know, a lot of cars come with pretty good. Uh, stereo systems um, maybe they don't have the, the lows that you would need or the highs that you would need but the actual quality of some of these uh, just run-of-the-mill um, audio in, in these cars is actually pretty decent I, I wouldn't consider myself an audiophile but I can tell the difference between some thrown together you know foam speakers as compared to you know some nice rubber based whatever speakers and people that are you know, getting better audio in their cars by default without having to pay for premium audio packages. Well, myself have not paid for that. And, um, I got a base Q40, um, 2015, and this car does not have Austin, uh, auxiliary input, 
it does, but you actually have to solder cables to the to the head unit. It does not have Bluetooth audio. That's part of the premium audio package. And the USB is actually only supports um, old versions of Android and basically the Apple the Apple iTunes protocol or whatever it uses. Um, I have plugged numerous Android devices into this 2015 uh, Infinity, and they do not work um, with multiple applications, um, and it just says whatever. Now, storage devices, you can put a bunch of stuff on a storage device and get there. So my problem was is that I wanted to obviously play other music other than what was on my storage device. I had an 8-gig stick that I would just run a script to throw random music on here, and it would get old after a while. And sometimes I wanted to play a specific song or whatever. So I started looking around for audio things and it just rabbit hole, rabbit hole, rabbit hole. And then eventually I found this called Wirelink thing, which I may have done an episode on it, but I don't think I have. Um, it's called Wirelink, W-I-R-E-L-I-N-Q, I think, Wirelink. In a quarter mile, your destination will be on the right. Um, so what it is, is basically a, fuck, a fudging trying to make your uh, Android device look like a Apple device and it will uh, do some song titles and things like that it's a little quirky um, I'll, I'll be honest with you it, it comes and goes and it takes um, really a dedicated Android device to to keep it pretty consistent um, I had inconsistencies when I unplug it, plug it back in and plug it in, unplug it in, plug it, plug it back in um, so I, I ended up using um, a actual uh, my old phone uh, here that I just created as a as a just a audio device and I leave it plugged in all the time so I have two Android devices on me at any given time but anyways um, there is this Bluetooth uh, mono mono thing which is basically will take Bluetooth audio and pipe it out like a phone call and pipe it out to um, the the audio server so you end up with this uh, I'm trying to park here. You end up with a cool looking uh, uh, or a cool sounding Bluetooth audio thing. Deal. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to park here. So um, it does obviously sound pretty bad. The sound quality is bad, but it gives you that that uh, Bluetooth audio easy to manage and sync. Um, it's pretty consistent, um, and it works for Android, and it's pretty good. Um, so between the wire link for music and stuff like that, I'll share my wireless on my phone to download new content to the other the old phone that's always plugged in. Um, I'll do that, and between that and the Bluetooth, I'll listen my to my podcast with the the blue the mono mono. Between those two things, I can get all the the audio I need out of my car. It's a little awkward. I mean, I've got. I've got cables coming out the wazoo. I got three cables sticking out of my three cables sticking out, including my my camera, my dash cam. I might hide that, but that's what you do when you're in a rental car that has uh, you know no Bluetooth. You can use mono mono, connect your phone, and then you can have uh, uh, the luxury of at least having some low quality audio uh, go through the through the through the device. Anyways, hope that helps somebody out. Um, it helped me out, and if you Google um, Q40 crap audio, I'll actually be the post, the first post on the internet for, for um, trying to get all that to work, the wire link stuff. Anyways, hope that helps you out, and have a good one. This is Operator with another quick tip. Um, we have a Graco child seat, 
and uh, has this little gray button. So the, the hardest part of the old of this is putting in and taking out a car seat. And what I found is that when you press the little button, um, it's actually hard to get in or out. And it's, you know, you try to feed it in and it won't go. Um, but, but what I did find out is that if you um, push the button in, push the button and then let it out, push it in, let it out, it'll give you a little bit of feed each time as as you uh, pull on it. So pull it to give it slack. Push the button down as hard as you can. Pull it to give it slack and then let go. And it'll give you, it kind of pushes a little bit more. And then eventually it gets to the point where you can just pull and and get some slack. So uh, apparently that's the way I was supposed to be if I've been doing it this whole time. Um, before I was taking the slack and pushing it in manually with with my fingers and then hoping that that would be give me enough slack to, to push the button down and pull but apparently if you push it down pull and depress and, and then let it go it'll kind of jump jump start it a little bit as you keep going so all you have to do is basically pull and push the button and keep pulling and push the button and keep pulling and push the button until it until it starts feeding out um i guess i could watch videos online to figure that out but uh anyways the trick is to pretend like you don't have any other time except all the time in the world to take in or out a car seat and you won't lose your mind. Later. Hello, and this is another operator quick tip. What I'd like to talk about is tweezers. So, um, I have a bunch of tweezers over time. I've gotten good ones, bad ones, ugly ones, and they require a fair amount of work to keep uh, utilized and sharpened. And when I say sharpened, it might not necessarily be actually sharp. Um, so sometimes you'll have a flat surfaced tweezers. A lot of those you'll see the crappy ones. They'll be uh, flat surfaced and very shiny. And then the ends will be round. And you can actually file these down with a Dremel tool or if you have all day a piece of sandpaper. And you can file them down to a point, um, either um, a chisel point, for example, or a pointed point, a needle, uh, a uh, kind of arrow type of point. And you can use those. Well, now what you really want to do is start off with a good pair of tweezers with some good steel and understand how these things work. Um, generally speaking, it's it's a uh, tension-based uh, two pieces of metal. And at the very end, there's a, a flat surface that is supposed to be, when you press it together, it's supposed to be flat. Now what happens over time or if you try to open a can of, you know, beer with your tweezers or do something what you're not supposed to do with them, they will bend because of the quality of metal is is garbage. And I have been looking for, you know, quality tweezers and I haven't found any anywhere. There might be some kind of titanium tweezers somewhere that I need to look around for, but uh we got a bunch of tweezers and I've had to work on most of them. Um first started out uh, taking the Dremel tool to them, and that is far too extreme. Um, the The amount of amount of uh, stuff that needs to come off to sharpen tweezers or get them in the right angle is not a lot. Unless you're actually trying to sharpen them to a point or a, a chisel point, um, you don't need a Dremel tool. So take that off the list first. Um, you want to take some super fine uh, grit sandpaper and just enough to um over time when you use them they will the the surface the flat surface at the end will will smooth will get smooth and all you're doing with the sandpaper is that you're making that flat surface um not smooth anymore um 
And that's the, the first point. The first part is getting that surface to not be smooth anymore and have it uh, so that it can grab on to whatever you're pulling, be it hair or a chunk of skin or a piece of scab or, God forbid, something other disgusting part of the body or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I also use them for other applications when I'm trying to, like, lay on stickers or put on decals and things like that. Um, but what you want is that surface not to be smooth. So... You want to use a little bit of sandpaper. You might have to do each side individually, or you can um, squeeze the tweezers together and and do it that way. So you squeeze the tweezers together between the, the sandpaper, do a couple of runs, flip it over, squeeze it, do a couple of runs. Now, doing all this is easy. The hard part is getting the flat surface aligned with uh, the point, the very tip point of the actual uh, tweezers. So... What ends up happening a lot of times is people will squeeze the tweezers too hard. That will bend the metal. And then when you squeeze the tweezers together, they will actually flex apart. So when you squeeze them at the end, it will be, there will be a gap at the end. And, um, in the middle, hopefully somewhere they're actual, they'll actually be together. Um, they'll be the contact and then it'll, it'll bow out. So what you end up having to do is, um, use like needle nose excuse me you want to use needle nose pliers to um very ever so slightly bend the tip of each side of the tweezers until the very tip is the the part that comes in contact so when you squeeze it the it doesn't bow out and start separating um uh, in, in, in that, that takes a lot of time to do. And the only way I've been able to, to be able to do it is get like a, you get a nice, one of those light based, uh, magnifying glasses, or you just get a regular magnifying glass and hold up to the light and squeeze the tweezers together. And when you see that separation, you know that you need to, to work on it, um, at the tip. When you see that separation at the tip, you know, you need to work on it. So, so you squeeze it, you, you tilt it back and forth to see if you can see through the tip of the tweezers and you know that you need to, to do some work on it and you keep bending and twisting and bending and sometimes it's, they're just crappy tweezers and I can't get them to be decent tweezers. Um, most of the better ones that are more solid steel. And I feel like that don't just kind of, just kind of disintegrate for whatever metal they're, they're made out of. Um, they'll stay together longer and you can put more stress. Excuse me. You can put more stress on them. Um, uh, the the kind of the better the quality of the, the I guess the metal and the the crafting of it um, but at the end of the day they're all kind of garbage um, and 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 it, it takes a fair amount of time and I'm still not good at it and there's still some that I I have some tweezers that I cannot get to to, to pick up hair or anything um, and just for whatever reason um, the 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 best way to actually test is if you have something that has very thin hair a uh, pet or maybe you have a piece of um, a shirt that has very thin hair or a uh, very thin, thin, something with very thin fibers, um, like a fluffy jacket or a fuzz or something, a piece of fuzz. That is what you want the uh, tweezer to test on. Now, because the, the, the human hair is thicker, right? And as, uh, as you work on it, um, it it'll, it's going to catch that human hair pretty easily. But what it's not going to catch is um, the, the the hair that's very thin, um, um, the hair that you can't see, you know, for example, on the ear, like fuzz hair, ear, ear hair fuzz. So you want to test your tweezers. You actually want a very thin 
very thin fibrous fibers to, to test with. So that way when you do hit uh, something bigger like a hair or whatever, you can you can pull it out and you have that accuracy that you need, that pinpoint accuracy. Um, so I only have one pair of tweezers that's, um, I think they're called Mr. Tweezers. And I have very slightly, ever so slightly modified them um, once. And uh, they they have their uh, to a point. Um, and they're also um, very accurate. And even then, I still struggle with with uh, sometimes trying to get that accuracy when I'm trying to, you know, pull hair or something like that. But I, I pick a lot, and that's kind of gross. But um, that's not the point of this. But the, the point is to um, not throw away tweezers, uh, work on them, uh, get some sandpaper, um, spend a little bit of time in front of a in front of a um, a bright light and see if you can see through and then bend them with a pair of pliers and you're good to go. Hello, this is Operator with another quick tip. Um, I make waffles with a waffle iron, but when I make them, I make a whole box full. So um, then zip them up, put them in a Ziploc bag, put them, throw them in the freezer, and uh, save yourself a ton of money buying instead of buying you know, a box of waffles for $7, you can buy an entire, you know, massive amount of waffles for relatively nothing. So anyways, if you're making waffles, make a, make a box full. Why, why don't you, why don't you, while you're at it and then, uh, put the rest in the freezer and pop them out, put them in the toaster oven and you're good to go. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.